Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand, withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Amen. And I want to preach on the subject, the shield of faith. The shield of faith. Clap your hands one more time and you may be seated. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. The shield of faith. You know, the most basic definition of faith is given to us in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. The very first verse says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it's the evidence of things not seen. Amen. So what does that mean? It means faith is taking the place of what you're wanting to happen. Amen. And when you have the faith that the Bible's talking about, amen, then it actually, even though you don't have a hold of what you're wanting to see, and you haven't seen what's come to pass that you're wanting to see come to pass, amen, your faith in God is strong enough to that it becomes substance and it becomes evidence, even when there is no evidence that your eyes can see or your fingers can touch or your ears can hear. Amen. This chapter also lets us know that faith is the key to pleasing God and getting Him to move on our behalf. Hebrews eleven six said, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. Amen. Notice the word diligently. Praise God. If we half-heartedly seek Him, we will get half-hearted results. When we diligently seek Him, amen, and believe that He is and that He is handling things, amen, He will be our rewarder. Faith, faith is something that can be measured. Romans 12, 3 says, God has dealt to every man a measure of faith. Praise God. Everybody has faith. Not everybody has faith in God, but everybody has some kind of faith. They have faith in doctors. They got faith that their brakes are going to work on their car when they push the brake pedal. They got faith that when they put their foot outside the bed in the morning, that this floor is going to be there. You're not going to fall off a cliff because there wasn't a cliff there when you went to bed. You got faith that your floor is going to be there. All kinds of people have faith. Amen. Because God has put faith in our in just our, our character and our nature. Amen. But we've got to have that faith squarely in God. Amen. Praise God. Jesus talked about, he talked about different, because uh, faith is measured. So he talked about no faith uh, one time when, you know, when he was asleep in the boat and they went out on the sea, amen, and they started out calm and then he, while he was sleeping, the storm came and they were bailing water and they thought they were going down. They were trying all their human ways uh, of, of saving themselves and they finally woke up the only one that could really help them, Jesus, and, and uh, he said, 
How come you have no faith? So he said they had no faith one time. And then another time he said, oh, ye of little faith. We got a little faith, but not enough. Come on, get some faith. Amen. Praise God. And then he told uh, one woman uh, who uh, was, had a demon-possessed daughter, he said, great is your faith. So there's no faith, there's little faith, and there's great faith. Amen. And then there is misplaced faith. Because I told you, everybody has faith. But what's your faith in? Our faith must be in God. Amen. Praise God. A misplaced faith. Jesus said, where is your faith? I know you have faith, but where did you put it? Praise God. After he calmed the storm, he said, where is your faith? Didn't you see that I fed the 5,000 yesterday? Didn't you see that, amen, I rose uh, from the dead, that widow woman's son uh, on the funeral procession? Didn't you see that I cast that demon out last week? Amen. Where is your faith? If I did that yesterday, I can calm the storm today, and I'll take care of what's coming tomorrow. Amen. True faith, true faith can be seen. Amen. Because when Jesus saw their faith, you remember he's in a house teaching and their house is packed. You can't even get in the door. People all around looking in the windows, five people deep. You know, it was packed. And then here comes, amen, four guys of a friend who was paralyzed, had to lay on this little uh, little pallet, amen, this little bed cot thing, amen. And they couldn't get in the house. And they crawled on the roof and they tore a hole in the roof of the house. Can you imagine being the owner of the house and somebody's, you know, you're having a nice little party here. You're having a thing. You got Jesus in your house and you want everything perfect. You clean it all up. And here comes a roof just starts falling in and they made it big enough to lower this guy down. And here comes this guy lowering down on ropes and his little cot right down in front of Jesus. Stuff's raining down on the carpet and everybody's going, what's going on? Who's interrupting situation? And then these four heads pop down out of the hole and say, hello and Jesus looked up and he said he didn't look at the guy he said he looked up there and the Bible said when he saw their faith what do you mean he saw their faith they climbed up the roof they wanted to get that guy in there they knew that if they could get him in there he would walk out of there carrying his bed when he saw their faith he told the guy, he said, get up, take up your bed and go home. So this guy that's been having to be carried around for years, he picked up his little bed and he walked out the front door. Everybody parted like the Red Sea. Amen. You can see faith. And James told us the same thing. Faith without works is dead being alone. Because faith is not some like, woo, stuff out there that you can't get a hold of. You can see faith. Amen. You show me your faith without your works. I tell you, you can't. But you can try, but you're not going to be able to. But I'll show you my faith by my works, he said. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. So there's different kinds of faith, too. There's saving faith to save us. 
Mark 16, 16, he who uh, believes and is baptized will be saved, but he do, does not believe will be condemned. Amen. And so when you believe and are baptized, you'll be saved. Amen. That's saving faith. Praise God. When I have faith in God, I'll believe in him and I'll get baptized. Praise God. And, but he said, he who does not believe, he who does not have faith in God's ability of saving, he will be condemned because he won't. Go through with the plan of salvation. Ephesians 2 verse 8. For by grace are you saved through faith. Amen. So there's saving faith. And then there's healing faith. Praise God. So faith is, you know, I know faith is spoke about as a general term. But, you know, some people have faith to be saved, but they have a hard time believing God for healing. Amen. Because there's healing faith as well. But we got to believe God. If he can save us, then he can heal us. And if he can heal us, he can work miracles. And if he can work miracles, he can push the devil back out of our lives. We got to have, we can't just compartmentalize our faith and say, well, I believe God over here. But not, some people can believe for somebody else's healing, but they have a hard time believing for their healing. Well, God wants to heal you just as much as he wants to heal your loved one and your best friend. You got to have faith for yourself. <laughs> healing faith. He told the woman with the issue of blood, and he also told blind Bartimaeus, your faith has made you whole. Well, I thought you, your power did it. Yeah, my power did it, but you wouldn't be getting my power without your faith activating my power. My power, it comes forth through your faith. Your faith activates it. Your faith unlocks my power. Remember that woman with the issue of blood? She would suffer from all the doctors. No money. She became worse. She could barely move. She heard Jesus coming through town with the big crowd. She got out of our ha her house and somehow dragged herself through the crowd, made it into the middle where Jesus was, and just got to and touched the hem of his garment, which is the very bottom of his garment that was close to the ground. And immediately he stopped and he said, Who touched me? And, she, and everybody's going, Hey, you're more popular than anyone to ever come through here in a long time. What do you mean? Everybody's wanting your autograph. People are wanting you for the wrong reasons. People are just here for the fishes and loaves. People are, then there's genuine people here knows that you are the son of God and they understand. Amen. But all kinds of people are touching you. What do you mean? Who touched? No, no. I mean, somebody unlocked my power. Somebody touched me with the touch of faith. The healing faith. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. And then there's the shield of faith. And when I was praying Thursday night when we had prayer service, amen, I began to just talk, think about the armor of God. And I was just kind of quoting it to myself. And I got to the shield of faith. And I, and I, you know, I've been, I've been reading that passage for years and years. And, and I've quoted that for years and years. But I've never thought of faith as a shield, even though I've read Shield of Faith a million times, but it's something hit me on Thursday night. Amen. There's saving faith. There's healing faith. Amen. There's faith for miracles. And then there's shielding faith. Faith, amen, will keep you from some things. Faith will stop things from coming your way. There's shielding faith. 
And I said, Woo! I know what I'm preaching Sunday. And believe me, when you're teaching and preaching at least two times a week, you get excited with, with new stuff coming your way. Amen. Because there's nothing new under the sun, the Bible said. But when you get a fresh something coming your way, and like, Woo! I praise God. I can't wait to preach that. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. The shield of faith. See, armor is specifically designed to defend against the attack of the enemy. It's designed to uh, protect us, amen, from the weapons of the enemy that, that they throw at us. You know, the whole armor of God, it consists of the following things. First, the helmet of salvation and then the breastplate of righteousness and then one version the the girdle of truth or it's another word for it is the belt of truth and then there's the boots of the gospel of peace and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god but the bible singles out the shield of faith as one of the most important parts of the armor of God by using these words before describing it. And it says, above all, taking the shield of faith. Above all. You got to listen to that. There must be a reason that uh, the shield of faith is one of the most important parts of the armor. Hallelujah. And that's what I saw also above all. Oh, amen. Above all, take the shield of faith. A shield is something that covers, it protects, it guards, and it defends. Amen. Shields have been used in battles for thousands of years, and they come in all shapes and sizes, made out of made out of metal, made out of leather, made out of wood, all kinds of different things that they have saved countless lives. And those that learn how to use their shield have the best chance of making it through the battle. Praise God. Amen. It's not just enough to have a shield. You got to know how to use it. It's not just enough to own a Bible. You got to know what's in it. Praise God. And you got to know how to use it. Our Bible is a sword of the spirit. Amen. And the shield of faith is a powerful thing in our lives. The purpose of the shield of faith is to quench and to extinguish and stop all the fiery darts of the wicked. Amen. And that word wicked, if you look at other translations, literally the wicked one. Because who's throwing the fiery darts at us? The wicked one and those people in the world that the wicked one is using to try to cause grief in our life. Amen. The, the fiery darts are coming from the wicked one. But, and the, but the shield is unique in the armor of God because all the other things pretty much just cover one part of your body. But the shield is versatile, amen, and unique because it can protect any part of us. I got a helmet already of salvation, but if I need a little bit of extra help, get the shield of faith up there. Amen. I got a breastplate of righteousness, but if something's coming from my heart, I got the shield of faith to protect Amen. I got something. Hallelujah. It'll cover here and it'll cover my feet. It'll cover every part of me. The shield of faith. Amen. There's saving faith. There's healing faith. And then there's protecting faith against the enemy's darts. Woo. Hallelujah. Amen. 
So when the enemy comes and tries to speak to my mind and put thoughts in my head, even voices or whatever, saying, you know, you're no good or this is no good or, you know, this is or you're you're just futile what you're trying to do. I'm putting the shield of faith up there. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. And when the enemy comes and tries to mess around with my emotions and my heart, praise God, I'm going to put the shield of faith right in front of my heart. Thank you, Jesus. And when the enemy comes and tries to mess with my body like he did with Job's, amen, or like he did with that one woman in the Bible that had been bent over for like 18 years, and Jesus, when he healed her, said how much he healed her on the Sabbath day. And the, and the, the, uh, the rabbi said, hey, why are you healing on the Sabbath? You shouldn't be doing that. He said, you know what? She's been bound by Satan for 18 years. He called this infirmity not a physical ailment. Amen. It was physical, but it was coming from a source that wasn't physical. He said, how much more should she be loosed on the Sabbath day from this sickness? Oh, praise God. Amen. See, our minds, our hearts, our bodies can be protected with the shield of faith. A strong faith in God will shield you from everything that comes against you. The enemy shoots the fiery darts of doubt and the fiery darts of hatred and fear and hopelessness and complacency, jealousy and envy, temptation and pride, rebellion and giving up and a spirit of giving in, just to name a few. But you get that shield of faith and you exercise that faith and you get to using that shield and you you quench and you extinguish and you stop all those fiery darts and don't let it get you. Don't let it get you down. Don't let it affect you. Amen. Praise God. You know, uh, they say that courage is just fear that said its prayers. Amen. We all have fear come our way. But what are you going to do with it? Get the shield of faith up. Say your prayers and turn it into courage. Amen. There was a man that came to Jesus, a father that was desperate. First, he brought his son, a demon-possessed son, amen, to the disciples. Because he said, well, these are his disciples, and uh, let's see what they can do. And they couldn't cast this demon out of this boy. And this demon was a, a wicked thing that would throw this boy, cause him to be thrown himself in the fire, and then and burn himself, and throw himself in the water, and almost drown himself, and back and forth. And it was a pitiful sight. And the disciples threw up their hands and said, we can't do it. Amen. And then he came to Jesus, the father did. And he said, please, can you help me? I asked your disciples. And he asked him one question. Do you believe I can do it? And that's the key to everything. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But he that comes to God must believe. Amen. That he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligent. Do you believe I can do it? And I love what the guy said because he just answered honestly. And folks, there's nothing wrong with being honest because we do fight fear and we do fight doubt. Amen. But get the shield of faith up. Amen. And, the, and he said, do you believe that I can do it? And the father said, I believe, but help my unbelief. Yes. 
Like there's something in the back of my mind. I've seen this too long. This has been going on for a long time. And now your disciples couldn't even do it. I'm at the end of my rope. And I want to believe. Believe me. I, I know I've heard great things about you. But I haven't seen anything yet. He said, do you believe? I believe. But would you help me a little bit with my unbelief? Amen. And of course, this man wasn't saved because he was just a guy in the crowd. But, you know, later on, if he was around and he would have heard what Paul wrote to the Ephesians, he would have said, you know what, how do you handle that in the future, sir? You get your armor of God on, hallelujah, and you get your shield of faith on, amen, and you believe that no matter what it looks like, God can handle it. I believe, help thou mine unbelief. Jesus said, that's good enough for me. Devil, out. And then the kid almost, you know, acted like he was kind of almost dead or whatever. He goes, oh, he's fine. He got up and went over to his dad in his right mind and everything was good. Praise God. The shield of faith. Amen. See, God has given us a promise that no matter what kind of fiery dart is shot at us, we can stop all of them with the shield of faith. Shield of faith, Because he said, you, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Well, you know, one in five is not bad. A couple of them get through. You know. No, he said all. He said, but you've got to use it. It's your armor. God gave it to you. Amen. But let's remember, praise God, that the shield is nothing without the power behind the shield and the power from the one who gave the shield. Amen. The shield of faith gets its power from the God of heaven. God is our ultimate shield. Amen. He's the one shielding you. He told Abraham, I am your shield. He and David said, but you, O Lord, are a shield for me. Amen. Psalm 28, verse 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in Him and I am helped. Praise God. Amen. Would you stand with me? The shield of faith. What are we trusting in right now for our protection? Amen. There's a lot of things we can put our faith in. There's nothing wrong, like I said the other day, with having locks and lights and if you want cameras on your house or you got a dog that barks if somebody comes nearby and whatever, those are all fine, whatever. But ultimately, my shield is God. My trust is in Him. Amen. He is my protection. He will keep me from all the fiery darts of the wicked. So the next time you think about faith, it's not just faith to get you saved and ready to meet Him. It's not just faith to get you healed or somebody else healed or to work miracles in your life. Amen. Or to provide for you faith for something. Amen. That you need in life. It is protecting faith. Shielding faith. Protecting my mind, my heart, my soul, and my spirit and my body. Praise God. He told us the only way we'll be able to withstand what comes against us in the evil day, which I think that's kind of like the day we're in. The evil day is to put on the whole armor of God. Amen. The whole armor of God.
I don't want to minimize any other parts of the armor. We need it all. From the head to the toe, the, and for the sword and the shield, we need to put it all on. You say, well, what's covering our back? I didn't hear nothing covering our back. Because the breastplate of righteousness is usually only covering your vital organs here. Remember, God, the rock that followed us is Christ. Amen. God is our rear guard. And don't you worry, there's also a couple of soldiers behind you. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hey, goodness and mercy. Good to see you back there. Amen. God's back there. Hallelujah. That's why he said, go forward and take your armor. Move. Press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling. Press. That means push your way if you have to toward the Lord's will and his plan. Amen. We need to put on and trust in the whole armor of God to see us through today, tomorrow, and until he comes. Praise God. Oh, let's worship him right now. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.